welcome to Startup Stories by World Startup in The Hague Tech. Co-Create Future Cities is a series of exclusive online events to help you take the next step towards a more sustainable, equitable and resilient city. My name is Pelle and in this series I will introduce you to startups who work with great passion in shaping our future cities. Today, um, we have two guests joining me from India. It's uh, Ayan Hasra from ClickChain, and it's Mackenzie Dabre from the National Health Federation. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us uh, today uh, uh, here in this, uh, this online series. Um, I'm very curious how are you doing uh, today? Did you work on, on, on the project today? What, give, it a, give us a bit uh, a sketch of what you, what you, well, I hope your occupations today. Azra. Okay. Uh, I, first of all, glad to be here and it's a privilege talking about the project and it's, it's one yeah. of the most, uh, uh, it's, it's a social project on one end and also the sustainability of the food ecosystem which impacts not only the, the street vendors or the farmers, but also the consumers. In yes, a actually, we'll, we'll, we'll really come, come to that. I'm just curious, how did you, how did you uh, meet each other? Um, okay. um, <laughs> yes, uh, Mackenzie, what, uh, what, is, what is your business, uh, for example? What are your, yes, what is your business? Uh, we are the National Office Federation. We are the trade union of the workers of India. And our National Office Federation, basically a uh, federations of different different trade union of street vendors, hawkers of India and around uh, there are 40 million street vendors are in India. And we are trying to organize and to uh, fight for their rights. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. so, you're, um, uh, so you're a member of the, the National Hawkers uh, Federation? Um, yes, director of uh, National Office Federation. Yeah, I see. Uh, and how, how do you know each other? Okay, so I can go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so basically, as a trade union, we are always trying to protect the right of uh, street vendors. And during that, we found uh, that because of this digital platform, most of our customer, uh, around 30% customers are attracted towards this digital platform, mostly with the Amazon, Flipkart, and Swiggy, Zomato, like this uh, digital platform. And our street vendors have lost their 30 to 40% revenue. And uh, ah. whole day they are working on street, but they are not getting that much of profit. And uh, we, we were trying to find out how can we save the street vendors and their livelihood. And uh, uh, fortunately, or by our good luck, we met uh, Ayan, the young uh, leader of the uh. during the thing. And uh, we share our idea with the Ayan. And then Ayan uh, was, uh, came with the innovative idea. How can we give a platform for street vendors throughout this digital market? And uh, now we are slowly, slowly starting this digital platform, which will not only give uh, a platform for street vendors, it will save their livelihood 
and their life. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. And uh, Ion, um, um, these middlemen, it's really uh, uh, interesting and intriguing uh, me. Um, they have a, a, a quite uh, important uh, position of power in, uh, in, in, the, um, uh, in the local market. Can you describe a bit what their position is and why they are so important? See, when, when we went and started aggregating or talking to farmers and the farming communities, we saw middlemen also plays a I mean, role in this economy. They, they are kind of uh, the go-to person for farmers when they have to get a loan for, uh, for, their, uh, for some event that is occurring in their house or to get uh, some money for their child's education mm -hmm. or for healthcare. That is the go-to person that, that, that they go to. Uh, if you look at the informal sector, they are very averse to banks and formal credit. Yeah. They do not, they, they're afraid of going to banks. Mm. And that is where the middleman plays a, a very big role, mm. where they're also exploited to a certain extent. Yes. Since they, they, they help them in their need, uh, they are also exploited in certain um, parts of the country. And we've been seeing this across the world in most of the developing nations and they play a very critical role. Yes. Now, when we went in and we are trying to reduce uh, this exploitation and provide a fair value for their produce uh, to the farmers and, and protect their livelihoods, at the same time, when we were talking about a chain, when we are shortening the chain, yeah. we are talking about reducing these middlemen. Yes, I see. Yeah. So, and how? What, what's yeah, the per, what is the the well the the, the percentage uh, the share these middlemen generally take from uh, well from um, uh, from uh, inhabitants or farmers or, um, or or small street vendors? I mean, uh, they are exploiting it, so this, there is a price to it. So, I'll give you two examples: Please. one from Europe, and the the other from India. We're doing another project in Europe. And if you look at a Business Insider report very recently for olive oil farmers, uh, the production of olive oil for extra virgin olive oil is 2.75 euro cents. Uh, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, euros. Euros, yeah. And the, the, um, the average price that the farmer gets today, the smallholder farmers across the olive oil region of Spain, Italy, Greece, and all these places, they get is 43 cents. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it is not about the commission that they get. It is more about the market. The only market available to them is through the middleman. Yeah. So the middleman provides only that amount of price and they are in extreme poverty. And now if I talk about India, uh, we have seen, I mean, the, the, produce price goes even below the minimum support price that the Indian uh, government had set earlier, but now we do not have minimum support price with the new regulations. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the, the price that they get at certain points in, in the, uh, because they don't have access even to the nearest market, the middleman takes their produce to the nearest market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the price that they get at the farm gate is even below the minimum support price. Mm -hmm. And the price goes down every year due to, because it is not organized, everybody is producing the same uh, produce and you do not have demand. And 
and it is it is i'll give you another example from india yeah please um, yeah. india there is uh, uh, there is a city called bangalore which is pretty famous for for being the silicon valley of india yeah so just 30 kilometers outside bangalore pumpkins uh, were sold at two uh, just 3.03 uh, cents usd i'm mm -hmm. talking about yeah okay and uh, uh, it it was like 2 rupees in indian money for mm -hmm. kg of pumpkins and just 30 kilometers away in the city the the consumer was paying a price of 15 rupees which is like seven times seven and a half times the price the farmer was okay. getting yeah. in just so, 30 and, kilometers and the difference is going to the middleman and the difference is going to that middleman okay yeah so these middlemen have a very powerful uh position uh maybe comparable to retailers in uh um uh, in, in in europe uh but the power is far far bigger than uh, maybe than than here um and so then you came up uh, with the idea of um of developing well this this blockchain platform clickchain why did you why did you develop your own uh, your own platform instead of using or um uh um yeah or, or yes or using already ex uh, existing uh, blockchain platforms i mean was there a need to 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 really construct your own platform very i mean it's a great question and we face this quite often see there are multiple blockchains around the world blockchain is a very evolving uh technology it is still evolving one thing the industry has understood with blockchain is not every blockchain is meant for every different business process people are slowly the industry is slowly recognizing that the need for purpose built blockchains if you look at the industry there is no blockchain in the world which is purpose built for agri tech or agriculture value chain mm. a food value chain now if you look at the the blockchains that are available see i'll give you a very small example blockchain we talk about smart contracts a smart contract in blockchain is any transaction that happens on the chain yeah and uh, there are certain rules based on which that smart contract is executed uh huh now if i talk about let's say audits of a certain farming community you need to do sustainable audits for farming communities to make to know that your source is viable the source mm -hmm. is clean and it's it's sustainable yeah so if i do an audit let's say a global gap audit or a rainforest alliance audit which are all the sustainable audits yes so if i go for a food safety or any kind of audits if i say the audit is a smart contract it is not correct mm -hmm. so you need to build a blockchain which understands that the audit is not a smart contract but it is an object in itself which the which the blockchain understands so blockchain is a network underlying the underlying network on top of the business process yes the business process is running on top and the blockchain should understand mm -hmm. whatever is happening inside the value chain yeah so every event in the block, uh, value chain is understood by a purpose built blockchain and uh -huh. that that is why we built boldlog web services yeah. so actually you're you're uh, you're building a a tailor made platform for exactly uh this um uh well this this food chain from from producer yes. to uh, to customer 
absolutely it has to be tailor made uh, uh, and uh, and the, and 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 funded on um, on 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 blockchain um, uh, uh, protocols maybe protocols or uh, to, to right. really make this uh, a, a trust. Well, I think trust is here the, the key word, isn't it? Absolutely. So I'll just add to that. Transparency, traceability, and trust. Because yeah. we are talking about a food value chain, which is fragmented, there are multiple people involved, multiple parties mm -hmm. involved. So if you have a food chain, which is based on trust, which yeah. is which you can trust, which is traceable, which is transparent, that is the value of the blockchain here. Now, uh, how can all these street vendors have access to this high-tech platform? Are they trained for it? Do they have two devices? Yes. So if you look at the mobile penetration rate of India, uh, uh, we are talking about the urban informal sector when we are talking about uh, street vendors. Uh, there is the rural informal sector, which is the farmers. And here we are talking about the urban, urban informal sector. So there is a higher penetration of, of mobile phones and smartphones in the urban sector. So there are most there are many street vendors who have access to mobile phones. And they, uh, if, if you look at India, there is uh, the data, the data costs are pretty low if you compare anywhere across the world. Mm -hmm. So people have access to uh, mobile data, uh, high-speed mobile data, and uh, street vendors do have access to smartphones. And we wanted to make blockchain for the masses. Uh -huh. So it should not be complex. The, the user interface should not be complex. It should be as easy as using a smartphone, mm -hmm. as easy as you, uh, ordering a food or ordering any, any uh, commodities that they want to order from the B2B. So yeah. there are two parts to Hawker Bazaar. One is, uh, the, the sourcing part where it comes from the farmers to their cooperative, the hawkers cooperative. And then you have the other part where they are connecting to their customers. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, the, it's the mobile penetration uh, in, in, uh, in agro uh, areas. Is it as high as, it's not as high as in, uh, in, in cities, I suppose, but is it still high enough um, to make the platform in, interesting for farmers? Yes. So what we have done there is even though it is, uh, it is uh, uh, quite high, but still to make it more, because they still use, farmers still prefer using the old phones, the legacy phones, not the smartphones. Not the smartphones, okay. Yeah. yeah. So what we've done there is the farmers communicate with their farming cooperative. So when we talk to farmers, we never talk to farmers individually. We talk to farmers as a farming cooperative. Yeah. So we've gone to the collective and uh, that helps us a lot because the farming cooperative helps us in organizing the farming the farmers themselves. Yeah. So they yeah. communicate with the farming community and we get information from the farming community on the supply side because we need to know what is the supply coming from a farming community so that we can do our production planning on the demand yeah. side. Yes, of course. Yeah. And that's why you also uh, cooperate with... Um... The, the National Hawkers Federation for, for, for the same reason. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. To so have a cooperative, cooperative uh, um, uh, which, um, yeah, well, which, which actually um, 
is more is more powerful in organizing this than going into uh, uh, cooperation with individual street vendors. Ayan? Correct. Uh, so, uh, if you talk about cooperatives, this is the first time in India we have seen a hawkers cooperative being formed. See, as you said, as you rightly said, the hawkers cooperative is a very powerful concept because an individual hawker sells to his customers. The hawkers cooperative aggregates them and they have trust in the cooperative because they are also members of the cooperative. They not only do they not only make profits by selling to customers, mm -hmm. but they also earn a dividend because they are a shareholder to the cooperative. Yes. So it's 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 always, uh, I mean, it is their own cooperative from where they are earning uh, dividends. They earn um, as a sector. I mean, as a collective, they also earn individually by selling to their customers. Yes. Now, so what's the role of the, lo the local authorities in this? I mean, is there a role or how are they looking to this uh, development? Are they positive? Are they critical? Uh, what, what's, what's their point of view? I, I would uh, probably give some of my viewpoints and then I would pass it on to Mackenzie because <laughs> he, would, uh, he can uh, talk in detail about it. Uh -huh. But see, the local authorities have welcomed one of the initiatives that is the hawkers cooperative because what they are seeing is with the street vendors act in india from 2014 uh, street vendors have been legalized of their profession and there is a specified there are specified vending zones that have to be implemented i mean these these act have been is being implemented across india it's a complex uh, process because mm -hmm. it's a huge country it's a diverse country yes every state takes its own time in implementing this act mm -hmm. into rules and schemes of the state yeah. yes but uh, there is a positivity because of that over overarching act uh -huh. the the the, uh, the communities the local authorities are welcoming it because we are making it more organized Mm -hmm. We are seeing visibility of, of uh, see, whenever we are talking about a Hawker Bazaar store, we have branded stores now for Hawker Bazaar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, so these so they're, they're uh, intended the brand. to fund also <clears throat> uh, the initiative is, uh, because I, I need, there, there's also funding needed uh, to, to, to scale this up, um, right? Right. Uh, I mean, Mackenzie, if you want to add some points on the local authorities, the vending zones and uh, the the vending certificates that yes, are exactly from a, from a very local point of view, please, Mackenzie. So, so in India, as I said, uh, the street vendors where they are selling their product, the the place where they are selling their product, that place, that land is having huge value, huge financial value. And the number of street vendors is huge in India. And they are in the main located area. They have covered the main located area of uh, the main street of the cities. So all the authorities, mostly with the influence of these corporate houses, always trying to evade these street vendors. Because whenever street vendors selling their product, they are selling with good quality and low price. Mm -hmm. And that's why bigger uh, malls or 
bigger uh, hypermarkets not getting that much customers because mm-hmm. all customer attracted by the street vendors mm-hmm. you are uh, you may be very shocked there are four uh, 40 millions of street vendors in india mm-hmm. if we count only 10 dollars business per day ah. so each each vendor in indian money each vendor if we can calculate their total economy it's around 18 lakhs crore it's equal to indian one year of gdp so all the corporate houses wants to evict street vendors to promote their business mm. because there is huge profit in street vending activity as one street vendor is selling items of 10 dollars he is getting profit of 7 to 8 dollars so every day they have been getting uh, double profit on their products so everyone want to uh, uh, capture this economy so because of influence of capital markets the municipal authorities police and the politicians always trying to evict street vendors so mm-hmm. there is very much challenging to protect the livelihood of street vendors but uh, in uh, sometime because of having uh, act for street vendors in 2014 indian parliament passed the act for street vendors mm-hmm. and because now from 2018 indian economy is promoting digital market so there are some areas like when we are trying to having a network with click chain a digital platform mm-hmm. in some areas yeah. government also started little supporting to street vending activities so yeah. uh, although they are not supporting all street vendors but wherever innovative activities activities taking place whenever uh, digital platform is taking place they are little bit uh, supporting yes okay so as i understand well uh, ion this is quite a revolutionary um product actually or or or, or even a movement that you are um uh, well instigating um if we look a bit further and and from a bigger bigger picture what are the main next hurdles to be taken to bring to develop this third round to bring this to scale up from the startup phase to really the scale up phase give us a bit, a bit of a time path for for the next year or two years we uh, we have done a planning for the next three years and the planning is very i mean it is in line with whatever um, whatever we we plan to do with uh, national hawker federation uh and uh, see the scale up phase is uh, basically scaling from one city to uh, we plan for six cities in in the first year mm-hmm. then 11 cities in the next year and 17 cities in the third year and when i'm talking about these cities these are mega cities yes with a lot of population you you so, can, what what cities you're uh, you're talking about so we are talking about we started with kolkata and west bengal as a state uh so whenever i'm talking about a city it is it is procuring from various uh, districts of the state or neighboring states so that the local economy is getting strengthened so similarly uh, we are talking about mumbai where uh, mckenzie is uh, is um, based out of so that's a huge huge city and it's a financial capital of india uh then we are talking about ncr which is delhi 
which is again as big as a country if you can, if you can think yeah. of I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. so large uh, and then we we talking about all the metro cities and also the tier 2 cities mm. because tier 2 cities are also uh, a very a very good market for street vendors and if mm. they could get sustainable produce at a lower cost uh, their livelihoods would be uh, would definitely be better okay we yeah. could empower them mm-hmm. and uh, if you talk about how do we scale up i mean the real challenges that we see yes is whenever you're talking about an informal sector see uh, to make a change in an informal sector is the biggest challenge and that's where we want to partner with national hawker federation in that in in that change process because the change management process is the biggest challenge uh-huh. hawkers or street vendors only mm-hmm. look at today they cannot see tomorrow Absolutely. if they had seen tomorrow then mm-hmm. then they would have been cautious about a digital platform mm-hmm. that may yeah. wipe out about 40% of the businesses about 2 years back so mm-hmm. national hawker federation has been instrumental in making these changes they have actually now gone ahead and become an advisor to the government in giving mm-hmm. loans to the to the hawkers Uh-huh. and one of the pm swanidhi loans that is uh, that is a big big uh, uh, a landmark event in india that is, is the first time in india where the the government is giving loans to street vendors yeah. so this is really a huge huge new development um and also um opening uh, windows of opportunities of course for for you for for click chain and for the street hawkers and and the farmers um I'd like to really to thank you both Mackenzie and Ayan uh, for for this interview. Um maybe you could leave in the chat um the URLs of uh, of Clickchain and even uh of the the the, the hawkerbazaar.com is it the, the, there is a yeah. website coming um and Clickchain uh, has a web app. Uh we have a web app. Uh so what I'll do is I will uh paste um yes hawkerbazaar there is a google app uh, but uh, but that's only available in india mm-hmm. you yes you share this in the yes there he is. Uh, yes hawkerbazaar.com yeah i yeah, see that is one uh, our company uh, website is there you can see all the things that have happened during the pandemic uh nhf and uh, nhf has done phenomenal job during the pandemic mm-hmm. they have uh, almost i mean across india yeah and uh, they've supported lakhs and lakhs of people migrant workers during the pandemic and we were sourcing the materials right. from yeah uh, from the farmers yeah. uh, so that was another great initiative by nhf yeah it's all awesome. also uh, give national hawker federations uh, Website. website so that, uh, yes of course yes 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 in the meantime i'm 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 willing to thank all our viewers um of course and also uh, you both from india uh, joining us here um anyone who wants to know uh, wants to have more information about co-create future cities and all the other startups we we will be interviewing or already have interviewed uh please visit our website it, that is cocreatefuturecities.nl it's cocreatefuturecities.nl with lots of more information about this initiative i am um, mckenzie 
thank you very much for joining us and uh, good luck with all the initiative and we say uh, goodbye. Thank you very much for your attention. Please go to our website, co-createfuturecities.nl. There you can learn a lot more about other startups who work with great passion in shaping our future cities.